My name is Jamie Piles. I joined Samaritan in December of 1996. We were homeschooling our kids and we were already thinking outside the world's box, if you will. And I saw a little tiny classified ad about this new kind of idea I'd never heard of before. My first reaction was, that's the kind of thing that we would do, isn't it? And so I finally called the number, talked to them, and the more I asked them questions, the more I liked their answers. Welcome to Cross Politic on the Phyla Feast Network. It's good to be with you. You know, uh, next week we're like seven days away, six days at this point from the Ark Encounter. Yes. yes. Uh, so we got day passes. You can actually sign up just for one day. You can go on the website and see just one day passes, or uh, you know, of course, sign up and be there for the whole thing. Yeah. The business conference. There's a business luncheon. Actually, you can't sign up for the not anymore. anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Um, there's Sorry. a pastors' lunch. Um, I think I left a couple spots open for last for. Um, what would you say, tardy pastors? You know, some. <laughs> oh, really? Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we want to make sure there's room for. You All know, right, you okay. left some room so, for them. So I might have like one or two spots, but you'll just have to meet me at the conference, and I'll let you know if you can come or not. Love to see you. <laughs> hey, yeah. did, did you find a spot for the beer and psalms? Everything? Oh uh, yeah, we're so we're at the county fairgrounds. Okay. okay. So the county fairgrounds for beer and psalms, and the first it's night. Just, it's just yeah, the first night we're just going to be outside singing, at the fairgrounds. So singing psalms. Are, are we yeah. doing the Are we doing the bourbon tour? Just wondering. Did <laughs> well, you work that out? I'm not supposed to talk about that. No, oh, no, my, no, oh, okay. No, no, no. okay. <laughs> All right. My bad. My bad. Our Fight, Laugh, Feast magazine is a quarterly issue that packs a punch like a 21-year Balvini no ice. We yes, don't sir. water down our scotch. Why would we water down our theology? Order a yearly subscription for yourself and then send a couple yearly subscriptions to your friends. It's a fair question. Who have been drinking lukewarm evangelical Kool-Aid. Ouch. Mm. Every quarter we promise quality food for the soul, wine for the heart, and some Red Bull for turning over tables. Our magazine includes cultural commentary, a psalm of the quarter, recipes for feasting, laughter sprinkled throughout the glossy pages, and more. Sign up today at fightlaughfeast.com. And by the way... <laughs> You can pick up some copies of our magazine at our conference next week yeah. at yes. the Ark Encounter. Um, you can actually subscribe and get the yeah. magazine right there at the Ark Encounter. And are Encounter. we going to have yeah. the latest one? We'll have the latest there. one. Um, Your son, River, worked really hard to get that due date. Man. So, man I love you, River. Where yeah. you go, man? What's ba- it called? Based Business. Yeah. Oh. Based Business is yeah. the okay. new. That's not the one up there. No, that, that, that was the that, Politics of Six Day yes, Creation. Yeah. But um, we'll have those. Uh, at the Ark Encounter, we're very grateful to have with us on the show, Gabe. You didn't, like have not even like even no, acknowledged. Uh, no, Pastor Sam uh, Kasimbo. Uh, I'm, I'm reading this. I'm doing the introduction. Did, did I get it right, Kasimbo? Yeah. Yeah. Is that good? I like. Is wow. an evangelist and church planter, okay. particularly in hostile regions of Uganda, rampant with witchcraft. Wow. Uh, pastors and trains pastors in the community of Mutungo. Yes. Did I say it right? Yeah. Oh, man, look at that. Near wow. Lake Victoria in Uganda. His church oversees a Christian school, an orphanage in their village. Uh, has seen a massive influx of children due to economic strains and starvation, and he's a, mm. been a minister for over 30 years. That's that COVID thing Dr. Is, Jay was talking about. Yeah, and is engaged on the national level in his country as a church leader and influential public voice. Pastor Sam, thanks for joining us on Cross Politics. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So yeah. you have a family of wife and children as well? I have four children, two girls, two boys. All right. Are you the kind of Christian that baptizes babies? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just, you know, you guys baptize your children. You don't do that? Uh, whichever we we could do, we may not. Okay, we, oh, all right. Either way, yeah, okay. Like in the CREC, that's how we do it. Yeah. Uh, in our it. church, our denomination. What, what's your what's your background? Like Baptist, Evangelical, Presbyterian. 
uh, I, I grew up in the Anglican Church. I okay. came to know the Lord about about 35 years from the Anglican Episcopal Church, and yes. then I, I joined the Presbyterian Church. Oh, okay. well, oh. you do baptize me. But you work with them Baptists. Yeah, I work with yeah, everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So um, uh, I, I described a little bit. So you're church planting. You're, you're, you are a pastor of a, of a church. Yeah. Um, you have a Christian school and an orphanage. Is there? I mean, describe just what the work is that you're doing there. I ch- I planted this church. We planted this church about 20 years ago yeah. in a, in a, around Lake Victoria, mm-hmm. where there's a lot of witchcraft and persecution. At first, that was then that was an area where nobody wanted to venture. Yeah. I know of one pastor who actually ventured in that place and ran away. I know another cosmetic church that closed down. I know of another pastor who tried and who could, he couldn't. So some of our pastors tried to send me there. I hated them. <laughs> <laughs> and it was actually during that time when I was called by short-term missionaries from SCTI, Africa Christian Training Institute, to go and plant a church in a city. When I, I graduated from my seminary, I was looking forward to plant a church where things are very easy. Oh, yeah, where roads are accessible, where I would get a big offering. But yeah, the Lord ended up sending me that side. And when He did that in my heart, I hated it. And during that time, I had a group of people who gave me so much money to plant a church in the city. Oh, and when I was going to, when I went to pick it, the Lord just refused me. Uh. I got a lot of conviction to go to go to that village. So right. was during when I was in that very village, obeying the Lord to receive my peace only, I vowed never to preach because 90% of the people living there practice witchcraft, voodoo stuff, and all that kind of stuff. So, wow. And nobody has ever been successful in that area. It was during that time when I began fasting and praying and reading the book of Acts that, that the Lord caused me to begin preaching and praying and the Holy Spirit came down and I saw a revival in that area. Mm. And through that revival, the Lord broke the powers of witchcraft, sorcery. And then our church began to thrive and we planted so many churches and we began a Christian school. 90% of that place, of the people living living in that place, live below the poverty line of Uganda. They hardly make a dollar or maybe, if it's maybe at this time, maybe it'll be like $3 a day. So, Life is very hard and people are struggling, so we put up a Christian school to help so many kids in that area, mm-hmm. and we are still doing the same. Wow, that's that's, that's wonderful. And, and you said you've been there for about how many years? Like twenty-one years. Twenty-one years. Yeah. Uh, okay. Very. And you've planted. You said many churches. We planted some. Yeah, many churches. We planted churches from in different p- places of Uganda. Yeah. Elders. We raise elders and they go and plant churches. Now what, that's a huge lake. What are some of the things as you're yeah. planting a church that when a, a culture is inculcated with witchcraft that you have to deal with? When you're planting a church, for example, in Uganda, no one actually gives you a dime. You just go in the village and then begin praying and fasting and the Lord does his thing. So <laughs> it's actually you depend on the Lord in prayer and fasting. Even me, I had nothing at all. I never even knew that even I would come to America. Actually, it is that story that actually brings me all over the world. Mm. <laughs> yeah, when I was successful, then the Lord, I think, the Lord sent me to other countries to go and help them. I've been to South Korea. I've been to other countries helping them out. What is Jesus? It, what, Jesus says some demons don't come out, but, but through, through prayer and fast. Prayer and fasting. So, what is it like twenty-one years ago from where you started to now, and and how much has the, has the witchcraft and the darkness been pushed out? <laughs> 
You would actually think there is not so much witchcraft at this time. The Lord has broken the powers of witchcraft. And so many people actually came to our church. I know of a group of people who, when I was preaching, they wanted actually to stone me. They ambushed me with young men, with like a gang. So one actually of the guys who masterminded the stoning became a deacon in our church. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Praise yeah. God. So where, where, where are you at on the lake? Uh, if you, can you look at the lake of Kampala? Uh, Kampala right Gabe, here? Gabe done got... Yeah, around, like, I want to know around where. Around here. Not factual from Kampala. I am... Okay. I am actually like... Like 12, 12 kilometers, it would be like mm -hmm. nine miles south of Kampala. Okay. How did this guy get converted? What happened? He, he's, he's one point, he's trying to stone you. The next point, he's like praising God for you. Not only that, there was actually a guy who, a guy who told me he wanted to shoot me. <laughs> okay. He also he became a church member. <laughs> so like the gospel was so much hated. You know, like areas around the lake are so much invested with, with witchcraft, sorcery, and divination. So like, it's just like their business, like in the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 16, that young girl who was being used by yeah. Has, yeah, her, her captor, like to do, uh, like to extract money from other people. So, so many people were doing that business. So when I came preaching, I was their enemy. Three times I was, I was taken to, to local court, being tried by nine local judges uh -huh. because of my preaching. And I remember the last day, after like three months of going to courts of law, being tried by local, nine local judges, the Bible says when you go to court, yeah. the Lord actually will give you what to speak. I was fasting for those months and I didn't know even what to speak because they, they were ready to kick me out. Yeah. There was, they were saying like, I brought a strange, a strange, it's something strange. I'm teaching people something strange. So on that very day when I stood before court and the local judge, the local lead judge was like, okay, defend yourself. When they read about or what I was doing in the area, why, why I was in the area. So I said, I stood up and I said, Psalms 54, verses 17, no weapon that is formed against me will prosper. And every tongue raised against me in judgment, the Lord will condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness of me. And I stopped there. And the lead judge was like, is that all? I said, that's it. Is that all? I said, that's it. <laughs> and the case died actually natural death. Interesting. Yeah, and actually that very man who was trying me was actually dying of cancer. Even actually he was part of which of, he was a witch doctor. I went there, preached to him. He came to know the Lord and he died. Oh, wow. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So Uganda has been in the news quite a bit recently with uh, these, the, these new laws that were passed um, criminalizing homosexuality, yeah. homosexual acts. Yeah. And and a bunch of Western nations are criticizing Uganda as backwards and barbaric, and and there's I think even some like um uh, like are there, are there some like trade embargoes and like yeah, things, yeah, things yeah. like they're not sending aid and things like that. Wow. Yeah. Um, what what is um I'm curious first of all um where are where are these laws coming from? Like who are the driving forces? I mean, if you have uh, a lot of witchcraft in the country and and that kind of sorcery and this kind of dark powers and stuff, like Who's, who are the ones thinking we need to pass laws to protect our children and our people from homosexuality? I think part of it, most of it is from the European Union, America, and other countries who support LGBT, whatever. Yeah. So they actually want, want us to be like them. Like it's part of the, I don't know whether it's part of their freedom or democracy, yeah. but you know, like Uganda has come from very far. We treasure our culture and if we say like 
uh, they say 85% of, of Uganda are Christians, but also in quotes. 85%. But we, yeah, yeah, but we have, yeah. for us, we could say like maybe like 30% are evangelicals who are really rising up to take the country. Okay. And you find like most of our like, like uh, the parliamentarians are Christians. Some of them are a group number, a big group are Christians. Yeah. And the cabinet, even the house of the president is full. The wife and the children uh -huh. are Christians. So wow. because of the pressure of us giving us aid and all this, so they yeah. want us to accept. Two years ago, actually, like we passed a law. We passed a law and then the courts overturned it. And then this very year, yeah. We brought back the law yes. against criminalizing homosexuality, LGBT, whatever, yeah. making it a capital offense. Yes. And right now, it's just a very it's a law. And I, actually, before even I left Uganda, they had even like put they were going to try one person who actually was a victim of that. Yes. Yeah. So I think I heard about that. I saw that article. Yeah. Yeah. So at this time, we have World Bank has closed. Uh, World, World, World Bank. World yeah. Bank. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, we left yeah. Uganda. We have actually two major organizations have left Uganda. We have so many threats from the United States, so many threats from the European Union. Yeah. And they are saying like they, they will pull out and they will pull out their aid and all that. So, but we are very strong. And because of that, like gas prices are getting get going up. There's a little bit of discomfort amongst our population because we've been having aids from aid from all these uh, uh, from those countries. So, but we are getting even more stronger because mm. of that persecution. We are getting more stronger and stronger and stronger. So, is it the Christian worldview that's driving? Yes, the, you know these laws. Yes, you know because mm. you want to get witchcraft out of the land. Yes, and and you want to get sin out of the land. Yes, yes. And is that the thought process? Yeah, it is a process. It is a process. Remember, like even if you find like even if some Uganda, some Uganda, a big number of Ugandans have not actually adapted or maybe have are not really evangelical Christian. They have that culture. We have had uh, mm. East African revival. Yeah. If you ha I think you might, you might have read about East African revival. It began in 1930s and it is still in our country. Uh -huh. We have a lot of pray, praying people, prayer mountains, people opening, uh, opening churches 24 hours praying. And because of that, because of that culture, because of that, we are saying no to sin. Even people who are not actually born again right now are saying no, 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 no. We cannot adapt yeah. that. So yeah. um, I, my knowledge of Uganda is very limited. Um, and I, 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 I guarantee I have some assumptions that probably are not accurate. Yes. Um, it, it seems to – how is, is there a mixing of like witchcraft and Christianity? Is there kind of a synchronizing – of you know, um, it, it, uh, not just witchcraft, but like know, a mysticism I, and, and kind of that. Yeah, thing I know what you mean by syncretism. Yeah, yeah. To some extent, that that culture would be in any other place, but we have a very strong. We call them evangelical who are no who cannot even call Catholics Christians. Okay, who cannot? They are just separated for the glory of God. And they are, in, they are in the White House or State House. They are in Parliament. They are all in this. Yeah. yeah. That syncretism, yeah, will go on in every culture. We have those people who right. will mix up witchcraft and all this and that. But we have a very strong Christian group with, in millions. You described this um, East African revival, which I'm not too familiar with. But I'm curious, um, in your country, have you seen that uh, we, we, we sometimes – 
in our community make a distinction between revival and revivalism Mm -hmm. where real true revival, the Holy spirit is poured out. People's lives are changed radically and they start walking in repentance and they're walking with the Holy spirit and they're walking the fruit of the spirit revivalism. Sometimes there's some subcultures in our country where people have revivals, but it's like taking drugs. (laughs) It's they're getting a spiritual high. Uh, like, and they go from revival to revival without actually changing, but they go and, you know, have get rebaptized again and have a spiritual experience, but they don't, their lives don't change. Do you see that at all happening in Uganda? Yeah. yeah. We, in every culture, there will always be that. But when we talk about revival, we're not even talking about behavior change. We're talking about real transformation. Yeah. People are transformed by the by God's word. Yeah, it's ha- it's happening. Mm-hmm. It's happening. Like like I said, in the 1930s, that revival began. East African revival it began actually in Uganda, in western country, yeah. the western part of the country, and it spread to Tanzania, it spread to Kenya, and actually the fruits it's still going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, still going on right now. People are being transformed. The country is being turned upside down. Well, that's the glory of Christ. Youth and and it's, I mean, you're saying basically that revival. And the transformation of um, Ugandan people's lives has led directly, though, to the transformation of your society. Yes, like of, it, these, it's, of, it's, these of these laws. Yes, yes. Is that what because, like, like when I came to my to this village, yeah. full of witchcraft. Right now, you could even think nobody practices witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Because people have been it's, so much it's transformed. So, it's so suppressed. So suppressed. And some of the people actually even, it's broken. It is, the Lord has broken the powers of witchcraft. Yeah. And there is a lot of transformation and there is a lot what the Lord is doing even right now. So is, is, the, uh, is the government corrupt or is the... Gay, really? Um, well, I'm trying to figure out... Like, <laughs> all, almost all governments... Like, what's what's, another, what's yeah. the economic yeah. problems? Yeah, yeah. You know, it, 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 you know I mean, because it seems like uh, Uganda is a poor country. Uh, they've had a lot of warfare in the past. You know, what? Like, what's going on in, in the... You see, like... Uganda is, is the, like the democracy of Uganda is just like a few, year, few years ago. In, 19, in 1970s, we had Idi Amin. In 1980s, yeah. we had civil war. Yep. And then we had AIDS. Yeah. So mm. we are getting out of that. That's why even you, you have so many children suffering, children, people who have lost their, uh, children who have lost their parents, uh-huh. children who have, who have nowhere to go, children who have had a lot of difficult time because of our history. But we are getting, because of the revival and what the Lord is doing, we are getting somewhere. We are getting out of that country. We are getting out of that. And, because of what has been going on, you find like the economy has been real. It's not so, it's not so, it's, we don't have a strong economy and Uganda being like a landlocked country. So we get, we get our goods, they go, they have to go through another country to come yep. to our country. Yep. So we are struggling a little bit, but we are getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. What are you guys, what's like your best um, industries that you guys can do in your own country, not depending on other countries or supply chains. Uganda is an agricultural country. Agriculture. Yeah. And we are getting some, we, we, we grow a lot of coffee, a lot of cotton. And so like those industries are really booming and 
we know like if we do not have people like Idi Amin, if we don't have people like like civil war, if we didn't have AIDS, all this, we would be actually be somewhere. I met I met an Indian in nineteen uh, like ten years ago in UK. And he told me, like, I used to live in Uganda in 1966. Kampala was the best city in Africa. But because of Idi Amin and all the, the dictator, like, he spoiled a lot of things. So, mm. uh-huh. yeah. What is, how bad was COVID as far as setting you guys back? It was As you guys are coming out of the AIDS thing and, and then COVID comes, how bad did that affect Uganda? It really affected us. For example, our school, our school actually, we had about 350 kids. And then because of, we wanted actually to bring other kids who could pay and help my area. Right now, actually, we have like 90 of them. Mm. It's like we fell apart. We had actually the longest lockdown in the world. Uganda mm. did? Yes. The longest lockdown, actually, even if mm. you Google it, was, was in our country. So, Why did actually, your... Why did your- Politicians do that if they're if they're and we were being dictated by you know the the World Health Organization and yeah. all that. So, but this time with with the gay whatever we are we don't want we, we cannot listen to anybody. <laughs> if this mm. happens again, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, what was um I, so I um what was the I mean was um I mean we found here and I think in most places found that there was. COVID was mostly a bad flu. Yes. And for certain vulnerable populations, maybe their immune system was compromised or they already had other underlying issues or were elderly. Mm-hmm. It could, you know, it, it could become fatal because of their already, their, their, their elderly comorbidities, comorbidities. But for most healthy people, it was a, it was a flu. Is it, it, um, did, it, we were actually not even affected in that area. That's what I wanted to know. Wow. Nothing. That, it was actually the fear yeah, that that's mm. what the I World Organization, yeah. uh, Health Organization brought to us. Yes. But it was, it's, actually, it's just like any other normal flu. Yeah. I've had it like three times, but yeah. nothing. Yeah. Just go on. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. Right. So do you think that most people in Uganda are feel the same as you? Were they, were yeah. they like if the World Health Organization tries this again on us? No, we won't. won't we won't. Like like we said no to LGBTQ. Yeah. We we'll say, say no to Donald yeah. Trump. Wow. Yeah. Is is there a po- I'm I'm intrigued by Uganda. Um is there a way I could inter- we could interview your president? Could we get your president via Zoom? Yes, if you go through the right channels, you could. I used to work. I used to work with yeah uh, with Uganda Youth Forum those days, and we, we used to bring some preachers from the U.S. and it would be easier for them to get to the president and the first lady. Uh-huh. But now I'm not so sure because I'm no longer there. But yeah. anyway, you could, and yeah. actually, it's very possible. Well, because because oh, we I love I loved it. We're probably the only. Friendly Christian show that would support him in these laws. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Here yeah, in America, yeah. Are, have you received? I mean, I don't know whether while you've been in the states or just even friends and connections you have in the West. I mean, of course, you know that a lot of Western Christians have been influenced by the LGBTQ yeah. stuff too. Even so-called Bible-believing Christians still get influenced by it. And sometimes they say, oh, well, we need to be nicer. We need to be more friendly. We need to try to win them, that kind of thing. Have you received pushback from those kinds of Christians in the West about these Ugandan laws? Uh, Not really. Okay. 
Okay. They, you're not, none of them are friends with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they never, they never counted I, anyway. I think before they befriend someone, they would look at how. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. No. You already filtered them out. That's yeah. funny. That's funny. <laughs> do you have time to stick around? I have a bunch of other questions I I'd like to talk yeah. to. I want to talk to you about national, Christian nationalism. I want to talk to you about um, how you view the, 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 the gospel and then the state and how the gospel influences the state. I love. So if yeah. you got time to talk for about another 10 minutes, that'd be super great. We're going to let Pastor mm-hmm. get out of here because he has to run. But I would love to stick around and talk to you just a little bit more. We really, pr- really appreciate you coming on, Sam. And thanks yeah. for spending time yeah. with us. Thank know, you so much. Yeah. I know you must be busy. All right. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next time, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. And we'll see you guys in the backstage with Sam. No, Pastor Toby. He has got to run. <laughs> this is Cross Politic. Hi, I'm Luke Ritchie. Wrong timeline. Okay, that's better. Time travel mechanics can get a little bit tricky. I'm Luke Ritchie, Chief Visionary Officer of Gravity Jack. In 2009, we founded Gravity Jack and essentially patented AR. What I'm about to tell you about is a vision that was 14 years in the making, War Tribe of Vinyaman. This is a game that feels so real, it might be. It's a genre-defining game for AR and mobile and the Apple Vision Pro. We've integrated artificial intelligence, not just into the characters in the game, but actually in the business model of War Tribe. So I love augmented reality games. They're one of my favorites. Uh, but the problem is it seems like they've added AR as an afterthought into the game. What if you sat down for 14 years and planned the entire thing around augmented reality? Games make a ton of money, and typically that money doesn't end up in the pocket of the players. We intend to change that. Lastly, and this is important, half the world has never and never will be targeted by big tech for an AI natural language processing engine. We're definitely gonna change that. War Tribe of Binyamin has gameplay like you've never seen before. We have portals opening everywhere. We have holographic communication. But what's really cool too is the world of 2133 is accurately geo-overlaid on the world of today. We're laser focused on ROI for our shareholders, which is you. One of the things we're doing that's super unique that's never been done before is taking 10% of in-game revenue monthly and giving it off as a dividend. The other co-founders and myself started Gravity Jack in 2009, but in 2007 we'd actually sold our company to a gaming company. We've hired the best of the best in terms of game development. Our director of development, product designer, are all veterans in the gaming space. Uh, and not only that, we're going after a market that's gigantic. We're combining four huge major markets, artificial intelligence, augmented reality, translation, and gaming, uh, all for a combined market value of 1.85 trillion. Our incredible history has led us to be experts in mobile development, augmented reality, AI, gaming, and computer vision. It's been a wild ride here at Gravity Jack. A benefit to being so early on in augmented reality has led to a robust patent portfolio with active revenue and more to come. We've had the privilege of working with clients such as Oscar Mayer, Kraft, Lincoln, Samsung, T-Mobile. We've also worked on non-lethal Department of Defense contracts as well. We were a reference developer for Meta on the Oculus 2 directly, creating a game where other developers look to our source code for best practices. Early on in Gravity Jack's history, we did a game for Double Down Casino, and at the end of that contract, it was grossing 35 million a month. Our robust history has led us to be experts in augmented reality, AI, gaming, computer vision, and mobile development. Play to earn opportunities for the impoverished, create an AI language model for unreached people groups. 
allowing us to have an eventual monopoly on speaking to half the planet. Our focus is shareholder dividends immediately after the game and into the future to create a game that's going to blow the world's minds. And we're pulling people out of poverty and into productivity. So what's the ask? Join the Binyamin. Hi, I'm Luke Ritchie. Not again.